apostle here. Now, in chapter 9 of the book of Acts, we have the apostle, the great apostle Paul, before he was saved. Okay? And Saul, his name was Saul before he was Paul. Yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord went unto the high priest. He was like Hitler. I mean, like he had that kind of attitude towards Christians, people of the Lord. He thought he was doing God a favor by doing this, right? And, and desired of him, the disciples of the Lord, and went to the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this this way, that means like the Christian way, whether there were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly, say suddenly, there shined around about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling, astonished, said, Lord, this is the first thing that he said. Now, I'm assuming he's saved by now. <laughs> he's acknowledging Jesus as Lord. Amen. What does he say? What wilt thou have me to do? I've read over that so many times, and today was the first time I saw that. He said, what, will, what do you want me to do for you? God has something for you to do. How, and we need to ask him what he wants us to do. Every day should be a day we're asking. I don't think I did when I first got saved. I was just so tickled. I was so excited and so happy. I never thought about anybody but me. <laughs> he said, what do you want me to do? And then he, the Lord said unto him, arise and go to the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when we're born again, what happens? We have a change. He, see, he had a total change. So it says, you know, that we were crucified with Christ. In Galatians 2.20, we were crucified with Christ. That means we died. Paul died on the road to Damascus. The day you got saved, you died. On that road, whatever road you were on, you were crucified with Christ. Hallelujah. So, you know, the verse in 2 Corinthians 5.17, if you are in Christ, are we, everybody here in Christ? Everybody's in Christ. All things have passed away and all things have become new. So that means the things that you, the way you thought and the way you acted and the way you were, you were your old man <laughs> was cut off. You, 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 your old nature, your sin nature was destroyed, was gone away, was forgotten about. And you became a new creation, a new creature in Christ with a new nature. Wow. That's pretty good, eh? 
Your past is gone. No matter what you did, no matter what you were going through, no matter where you came from, it was gone. It was over. And now it's a brand new day. And you know that he didn't leave you there because he knew that God knew that, you know, it would take some time for you to kind of get through, you know, wager, to get a reality of that. You know what I mean? Because sometimes those old thoughts try to sneak in again. The accuser of the brethren comes and tries to accuse you again. And you fall for it. So that's why he says, like, you know, you need to renew your mind. Uh, let's look Philippians 3. Renewing your mind. That's a, that's a, a lifetime <laughs> of renewing your mind, right? I mean, as a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul said he dies daily. Not that he had to, you know, like his old man was gone, but you have to keep putting on, like you put on clothes in the morning, Pastor Gary said on Sunday, you take off the old man and put on the new. So there's areas in your life, and as you grow and you grow in that, the more you put in, and that's putting on the new man is putting in the word of God, you know, Doing, doing, you know, building your house, having a good foundation for your house that you're building, that God is building in you. And, you know, but you, you don't go, you don't go like on a witch hunt in yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't go looking for stuff that's wrong. You don't become sin conscious. The more God conscious you are, the more of the word comes alive in you. The word of God lives in you. It says in, in Colossians 3.16, I think, the word of God lives in you richly in all wisdom. It, it dwells in you. It lives in you. If you allow it, if you allow it to live in you, if you allow the promises in the, of God and the word of God to, to take hold in you as you meditate it day and night, if you realize what Jesus did when he went to the cross, he obtained the victory for you. We're always saying, oh, we're, we'll go, we're going to get the victory. No, we're not going to get the victory. We already have the victory. V victory came when Jesus went to the cross in every area. We're not looking for the victory. We got the victory. See the victory. It's the end result. Je Jesus always talked about what was the end result. The healing, the finances, the peace, the joy. All that was the end result of what Jesus did at the cross. And we trip ourselves up and the devil convinces us. No, oh, no, no. He, he did that for almost everybody, but not you. And that's why you're always fighting sickness in your body. Because when he, he likes, to, the devil likes to get up close and personal. He knows you. He knows you. He knows your little buttons to push. Right? And so, but if you are, if you are diligent in the word of God, if you are diligent, if you are every day putting in the word of God and letting it come up in you and letting it, Letting it be, you know, the sin has no dominion over you, but you should let the word of God have dominion over you. The word of God. Now, like, I mean, I've been saved for almost 40 years. <laughs> Sounds funny to say that, but that's true. You know, so I've been putting the word of God in for a long time. And sometimes, you know, I'm not sure that, you know, like, if something comes that's not supposed to be in my character, 
You know, like sickness is not supposed to be in my character. Because I'm, I'm born again. And Jesus took my sicknesses and carried my pain away. He himself took it. He took it. And so I have to build myself up. I have to meditate on that. I have to speak that out until I am totally persuaded. Fully persuaded. And I'm calling those things that are not as though they are. I'm not calling it the way it is. We're tempted to call it the way it is. Because it hurts. Or it's, you know, it just feels, sometimes it feels good to complain. (laughs) But then you're giving life to it. You're giving life to what the enemy has put in your life. And he tries to sneer you with it. And we can't, Pastor Shirley said something to me one time. She wrote it in a text. She probably didn't even realize she was saying it. Don't flirt with the devil. Don't wink at him. Don't even give him a glance. Don't, don't acknowledge anything that he's doing in your life. Only acknowledge the good things that Jesus is doing. Acknowledge every good thing in you in Christ. Acknowledge it. I am healed. I am a success. I am rich. All of my relationships work out. There's nothing missing and nothing broken in my life. Because Jesus went to the cross. He went to the cross. Say, Jesus went to the cross for me. He shed his blood. Nothing but the blood. Nothing, nothing, nothing but the blood. It's amazing. It's marvelous. It's wonderful. (laughs) So put on your new man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And fill yourself up with the word of God. And then the old nature just falls away. The old things, the things that you're dealing with in your life that come up all the time. You just keep going round the mountain, round the mountain, round the mountain. Where is this ever going to get out of my life? (laughs) No, don't frustrate the great grace of God. Say, thank you, God. You're working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. You're working on me. You're working on the inside. And then it shows up on the outside. I mean, if you laughed all day long, you'd be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Because <laughs> you wouldn't have time to think about all the negative stuff that's out there. I mean, we live in a negative world that's getting darker and darker all the time. Like, this is stuff that we really have to get a hold of. Like, I mean, this is not just, we just not going around like it used to be, right? In here, it's like it used to be. Nothing's different. Nothing's changed. We're here. <laughs> This is our sanctuary, you know? Like, I, we were watching a show about the Amish people. And you know what? I said, here, we could be Amish. We could be Amish out here. <laughs> we could live off the land. <laughs> we got enough land, we could live off of it. <laughs> as long as we could buy coffee somewhere, we're okay. <laughs> Well, yes, well, I mean, we have a few inconveniences right now. But you know what? We're, at some places in the world today, 
I mean, like, they, it's so war-torn in the Middle East, so war-torn, and, and, you know, children, orphan children, and, 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 you know, people getting killed all the time. Like, death is just death, 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 death. We have no idea what's that, what's that like. We get upset because we can't go to the restaurant. <laughs> we were so happy. You know, Monday we went to the restaurant. <laughs> I, I really don't know what, you know where things are going. I'm, all I know is I trust in God. I trust God with my whole heart, you know. And, I, and it doesn't matter what happens. I'm, I'm. If someone kills me or if I die, I'm going to heaven. <laughs> I'm in heaven right now. I died on the road. I died on that road. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. Are you dead? Are you dead? Yes. Are you dead? <laughs> I don't want to confuse the people online. I mean, we are still living here, but, you know, we're dead and we live in Christ. We're alive in Christ. Hallelujah. What'd you say? Still shopping. I'm still shopping. Gary, I got to preach. I got a new top. I got to wear it now. <laughs> Lord. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. The things of the earth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And you know what? He will give you, he will give you. We didn't read this yet here in Philippians 3. Let's read this, 13. Brethren, I count, this is the Apostle Paul now. You know, and he had a lot of stuff to forget. You know, he really did. I mean, he was murdering people and capturing people and treating them very cruelly. And like I said, he was like, he was like a Hitler. And so now he says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind. He had a few things to forget. I think God gives you the grace to forget. If you ask him to give you the grace to forget, right? You don't need to go through inner healing and, you know, do all that mumbo jumbo. You don't have to do that. But God will, God will come and he's so gentle and kind and he will, he will show you things that you need to release to him. You know, you just release it all to him. He's the healer. He gave you emotions. I mean, you're three parts, your spirit, soul, and body, and your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. I mean, you, he gave you that. He gave you your soul. But he wants your soul to be directed by your spirit man, right? And your renewed mind. You know, we, we want to just take our brains out and smush them. But you know what? No, he just wants to renew it the way that you think. Let your old way of thinking pass away. And you know what it is. You know when that old way of thinking starts coming in, you know, feeling sorry for yourself. And I mean, nobody likes me. And nobody's talking to me. Nobody calls me. You know, yeah, come on. <laughs> we have to grow up spiritually. We have to grow up spiritually. We have everything we need to grow up spiritually. Right? And it's not hard. It's just yielding to God. Just get in his presence. Right, Marie? 
Just get on his presence. Let him sit on you for a while. <laughs> Let him tickle you. Make you laugh. <laughs> we should be the happiest people on earth. Hallelujah. Raise a hallelujah in the presence of your enemies. Amen. Oh, the devil hates that. He hates that. Don't you like ticking him off? I love ticking off the devil. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so forgetting those things which are behind, but not just forgetting, reaching forth to those things which are before. The high calling of God. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That should be our focus, right? Our destiny. That's our destiny. We said 2020 was our year, our decade of destiny. This is our destiny. Right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ha. So then um, turn back to page Galatians 2.20. So it says there, I am crucified with Christ. Say this with me. Is it up on the 20? Do we have 20? Galatians 2.20? Okay, say it with me. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And verse 21, I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ was dead in vain. See, Christ died that you might have his righteousness. He took your shame and your guilt and all of that away from you and gave you his righteousness. So you can walk boldly into the throne room of God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. I don't care what you did. I don't care what you said. I don't care what happened. You're, whatever you did, you're still the righteousness of God in Christ. But with that righteousness and with everything that we have, we have his divine nature. And God wants us to yield to him for that divine nature to, to, to pour out of us, his love to pour out of us. You know, he put his, his love in us, not, not our love, not our love. It's not our love. It's not human love. It's God's love. God's love. All he sees in you, he sees everybody like Jesus. Blameless. You're blameless. Say, I'm blameless. I'm blameless. See, Jesus took, it doesn't matter what you're like. You can do all things through Christ. All things, say all things, all things through Christ, which strengthens you. See, when you get that mindset, then anything that comes your way, you know, I mean, it might be a challenge. It might be a challenge, but God's grace is there. If you take that challenge, God's grace is there. And he will hold you up and he will bring you down paths that you never thought were possible. Right? Like when Pastor Gary was working in the shipyards, you know, after he gave up drugs and he got saved. I mean, you know, God promoted him. He was the heffy. <laughs> and he didn't know what he was doing. But God showed him how to do whatever he had to do. See, God has been so good to you. 
I mean, you know, pastoring, we need what pastoring? What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we don't know what to do. <laughs> we prayed in the Holy Ghost. I mean, that's all we we prayed in the Holy Ghost. Wherever we went, whatever we were doing, right? <laughs> Just pray in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> do we make mistakes? Of course we make mistakes. But you know, sometimes it keeps us humble, right? <laughs> And and when we realize, hey, okay, maybe we forgot to ask God this time. <laughs> we just went ahead and did, right? But you learn from that. You learn to always, you know, to be trusting God all the time, leaning on Him, leaning on Him, and not on your what own understanding, not on your stupid way of thinking, right? Amen. Glory to God. Okay, um, there's uh, one more scripture, maybe. <clears throat> oh, no, no. Uh, Ephesians. <laughs> this was my whole point here. <laughs> it's okay. So, so, you know, in Ephesians, you know, we always pray these prayers, right? Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3. Does everybody, anybody don't know what I'm talking about? Let me know so I, I'll go into detail. <laughs> no, <laughs> Kenneth Hagen was the one that kind of, you know, he, I guess, I don't know if he was, uh, this is what he used to do. You know, he said these two prayers in Ephesians, if you pray them every day or more than once every day, you know, as many times as you can, that you will open up the eyes of your understanding and you will receive revelation knowledge. Now, revelation knowledge is what we need. We just don't need to know the Word of God like on a, on a, you know, superficial level. We need to have revelation of the Word of God. And these, these verses in Ephesians, pardon? You'll never be the same if you pray it every day at least once. But if you pray it more than once, you know, you do it more than once. <laughs> How much more, you know? That's one like if you take one pill, it's good. But if you take 10, wow. <laughs> They're gospels. These are gospels. Gospels. I'm talking about gospels. Now, Paul, get your mind out of the gutter. Okay, so so let's just let's just go over it here. Praying these scriptures over your, yourself and others will change the experience of understanding the word. You know, when you're reading the word, it will open and enlighten you. It'll enlighten you. And every breakthrough, every breakthrough in faith comes through revelation knowledge. So if you're looking for breakthroughs in areas that you've been trying and haven't gotten there, these are those verses that you need to start stocking up inside, right? Verse, uh, verse uh, 16 in, in Ephesians 1, cease not, to, uh, this is the Apostle Paul praying here. This is his prayer that he's praying for the people. And I pray these over you every day as well. I do every day. I pray these over you. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, and we're looking for the glory, amen? Well, our Father is the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge 
of him. And that's the intimate knowledge of him. Not just knowing about God, but knowing him. Knowing him. Right? Knowing his character and knowing even that he, and that he's living in you. You know, have a revelation of God in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. But God, the greater one in you, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I mean, we are stocked up, man. We are stocked up. We've got some goods on the inside of us that we need to rely on. See, we rely on this. We rely on, you know, situations, experiences, and emotions. And yeah, forget the emotions. Unless they're happy, forget about them. <laughs> Unless it's joy or peace or love or something like that, forget about them. Okay? The, the sad ones just leave at the doorstep. Shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> okay, so there's verse 18 now saying, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Say, say this with me. The eyes of my understanding are being enlightened. See, that means the way you see. The way you see. So you have to see the way that God sees. You say, God, show me through your eyes. Show me this person through your eyes. Show me this, this situation I'm in here through your eyes. What do you see? What do I have to do? I need revelation. So you ask. Ask. Ask, seek, knock. You ask God. And so that, so that you may know. Now here's some revelation that we're going to get, right? The eyes of your understanding, your heart flooded with light. Revelation and not just information. We don't, we've got lots of information, but we need revelation of the information. That, that we may know what is the hope. Of our calling. What is his plan for us? What's God's plan for us? And, and what is the riches of his, the glory of, his, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? The riches of the glory in the saints. That's you. So we look for the glory in the saints. <laughs> the riches of his glory is in the saints. Amen. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? That we have a revelation of his power. You know, the deutimus, the energeia, the iscus, the kratos, the eskosia, all that power. You know, that's, that's explosive power, operative power, reigning power, ruling power, and authority. That's the power that we have in us, and we, we, we need to have the revelation of that. We got that all that power in us, which was the same power that he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Hallelujah. According to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, according to the working of his mighty power, his power is working in you. Say, his power is working in me. Thank you, Lord, which he wrought in Christ and he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. And if you go over to chapter 2 and uh, verse 6, it says, And he hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. So he raised up Christ to sit 
in heavenly places, and he raised us up. When we went through getting saved, we were crucified. When we went through our water baptism, we were buried, and we were resurrected. And now seated in Christ at the right hand of the Father. Just like Jesus. In Jesus. Not beside Jesus. In Jesus. Because we are Jesus' body. His body doesn't sit next to him. His body is in him. He's got a head and he has a body. And we are the body. We say the body of Christ. The body. The body of Christ. Or his arms, his hands, his legs, all the insides, all the organs, all the things functioning, his feet, toes, fingers. I mean, we're everything. We're his body. And we have to function together. And we're not all the same. We're not all the same. But we have a corporate calling and we have an individual calling. To operate in your place. Because if you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing, then, you know, you're not in the place where you're supposed to be. And God has a place for everybody. We're all knit together with his love. And, and he wants us to know. See, this is the revelation. See, God is the one who unlocks revelation knowledge. Thank you, Lord. So strong faith is equal to strong revelation. To have strong faith, you have to have strong revelation. So be asking God for revelation. You know, go through this verse. Pick it apart. Eat it. Chew it. Spit it out. Put it in again. <laughs> you know, eat it and eat it and eat it until you have, you know, I don't have time to go over to Ephesians 3, but the other one is in Ephesians 3. Um, in verse uh, 16. Or 14, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family of heaven and earth. See, we're part of a family, not just in earth, but in heaven. And have the whole family in heaven and earth. We are joined to the family in heaven. Your mom, we're joined to your mom. Joanne, she's still here with us. We're part of the family of heaven and earth. She's just busy up there getting this stuff ready for us to come. And we're on our way. And I think it'll be sooner than later. Well, for me, sooner for me than for some of you, but <laughs> even in the natural, but nevertheless. Of whom the whole family of heaven and earth is named, that he would grant unto you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spear in the inner man. I mean, every time I say that, I just feel that, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> I feel that steel rod going down my spine and I'm getting ready strengthened and Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith what a great verse you know just pray over your children or friends that you know that are not saved that Christ dwells in their hearts by faith and they're rooted and grounded in love and that they may be able to comprehend understand with all the saints the breadth the length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that's what we need to know we have to have a revelation of God's love how deep, how wide is his love for us? And it's not human love. You know, that's not human love. That's absolute spiritual love, which wraps around you and flows over you and washes you inside and outside. And, you know, 
that we might be filled with the fullness of God and unto him is able to do exceedingly abundantly all that we can ask or think according to the power works in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. So, you know, with those two prayers, praying, you know, every as much as you can, I, I challenge you to do that. If you don't do any other Bible reading this year, that will put you over. <laughs> but with that, if you get it in you, you just be so hungry and thirsty for the Word of God, you'll just be chewing it up. You'll just be chewing it up, right? So you're going to accept the challenge? Yeah. Amen. So that's your homework. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But see, you know, sometimes what happens is we get it in us and then we start, you know, thinking we're better than everybody else. But don't do that. He, God, God hates self-righteousness more than unrighteousness. He, he just, Jesus did not like the Pharisees because they were very self-righteous. Right? He hated religion. He didn't like religion. So, you know, some, we, you know, sometimes, you know, we get into that spiritual place and we get spiritual pride. Don't get there. Just, you know, stay humble. Stay humble and just in awe of God, you know, that he, that he even called us out of the darkness and into his glorious light. Hallelujah. And his grace is sufficient for everything he's called us to do, you know. And I know he's going to bring people into your lives because, you know, you're the cream of the crop. You are the cream of the crop. You are. And Pastor Gary and I love you with all of our hearts. And, you know, we'll, we're just here for you. You need us for anything. We're here for you. We love you. We do. <laughs> That's how they talk in Newfoundland. We love you. We do. Anyway, Father God, I just thank you tonight for your word. Oh, I thank you, Father, for your love tonight that you're pouring out on us. We receive it tonight, God. We receive everything that you have for us. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord, with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And God, I thank you and I pray for the peace of God to rule our hearts and rule our minds in this crazy world today, Father. We thank you, Lord, that even though, you know, it looks bad out there, we know that you're still there. You're on the throne, Lord, and we trust you with all of our hearts. And we don't lean on our own understanding, God. We know that you have our backs, and we know we're thanking you, Lord, that you're pouring out your glory on this earth, Father. Hallelujah. As the water covers the sea, we thank you, God, for the big revival that's coming. Ha ha. We're just going to, we're revived right now. We're like Marie. We're just going to stay in revival. Stay in revival. Stay excited about the things of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And don't let this world dictate to you. Or take dominion over you. Don't let your bodies dictate to you. Don't let your bank account dictate to you. <laughs> Say, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Amen. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.